Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Pick and Roll live stream on the Board YouTube channel. Make sure you guys are subscribed to our channel for NBA playoff betting previews and game pre picks all throughout the playoffs or as much of the playoffs that we possibly can. And we're at that point in the playoffs where it can be a little bit more tricky here. Only one game on the night slate that is the Boston Celtics and Atlanta Hawks game. And because we've had a decent two days here, and because it's only the one game with a pretty big spread. There's nothing that we really want to force out from a free pick standpoint for tonight's game. However, we are going to be previewing the game nonetheless, and we'll be doing series betting. Hopefully, we have some picks ready and can get some out for the Suns and the Nuggets. Uh, the Suns and Nuggets series, as well as the Knicks and Heat series. So we have two second-round series confirmed there that we are hoping to get some picks in for. So stick around for the show as we are going to preview all of that. Before that, though, we're going to talk about the games from yesterday. Of course, that Miami Game 5 win against the Bucks to take them down in, in a 4-1 to series. And we're also, as always, the start of every show is recapping yesterday's bet. So part of the reason we don't want to force anything is because it is a two, uh, two straight winning days on pick and roll yesterday. Uh, I did a watch along for this one on the Hammer HQ YouTube channel. And it really looked like Darius Garland was not going to cover his half of this bet. Uh, the under was just absolute smash. I, If you watch the stream, I live bet the under as well as it was going on. Because, yeah, this game, the Knicks sucked the life out of it. Somehow, though, Garland does still come through on the points, which gets us up to a 4.2% ROI on the season, plus 11.9 units. Uh, Pips, I'm sure you all stood your eyes on this game. Uh, what did you see from the the Knicks and from Darius Garland here? Uh, so first off, for, uh, the half time the live line for this was two hundred and twelve. Yeah. Our line was the live line, and that was absurd. That's I never even sweated it a, a little bit because I knew Knicks are up, and the fourth quarter will be just milking the shot clock every yeah. single possession. Exactly, and that's exactly what they did. And they, they took terrible shots, end of the shot clock, and scoring wasn't there. So, yeah, never. I, I wasn't concerned about the total. I was safe there. But there is very passive. You can't play like that in, in, in game. So, Levert was more aggressive and was more doing more stuff on offense. And... If you have Lavert doing all kinds of stuff on offense in elimination game, you deserve to lose. So, so yeah. But at, at the end, Garland got to the 21 points. So, all in all, easy cover at the end with, with some free throws. And, yeah. But such a poor showing for, for the Cleveland end. Uh, both, lo both losses uh, of the Eastern Conference of the Cleveland Cavaliers and Milwaukee Bucks should you go massively on the coaching staff because they played terrible. No adjustment, nothing smart. They lost the coaching battle by far, especially Mike against Spoelstra. Like, that was just unbelievable. And same thing, when Tips outcoach you like this, he did all kinds of great adjustments. I, I can talk about it for hours. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is, I don't probably someone saw something on the on the feed, but Twitter. But Knicks played almost eighty five percent of their pick and rolls with bigs with Mitchell Robinson, Hard Karzenstein, 
And in the playoffs, they were playing like 40% and 60% with guards. So getting Levert and Garland and Mitchell in on every uh, yeah, guard, yeah. guard, and they just destroyed it. Destroy them with, with it. On one end, on the other side of the court. So bigger stuff, come on, man. Like he will play pick and roll with Evan Mobley and and Jared Allen. And every time they will blitz the pick and roll, he will pass you know to the roller. It was it Mobley and Allen. And they are they were unable to do anything to make they were playing four versus three. And they were unable to create any good opportunities. And he just kept repeating it over and over and over again. And it was broken for from the game too. And he didn't do anything to adjust it. Like such such poor poor offense from the Cavs. And yeah, he don't have the pieces, but he didn't do best to put Mitchell and Garland in great spots. Yeah. Uh from watching that game as well, the live line was 212 and a half at half, and then it quickly moved to 211 and a half. So I was upset that I didn't bet it. Then it went up to 213 live during the game, and that's where I, I got the number at because yeah, no, that's first, awesome. First half, the Cavs were eight of 19 from three. However, Mitchell had zero threes, Garland had zero threes. So it was just Okoro, who I think he, he would hit like three in the game. He was two, two first half. It was Lavert who had like three in the first half, and I think it was Osmond who had the others. Yeah. So only the guys you can't rely on to hit shots were hitting shots. So I just expected it to fall off. Yeah. Uh, and the other side, uh, quickly, Barrett and Branson were combined 13 from 17 at the halftime. That's yeah. not sustainable at all. And we yeah. saw Branson second half was two from 11, I think, from the floor or something. Like, yeah, that was <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So uh, happy with that. Happy that the bet does cash two straight winning days on the show, which is great. Unfortunately, uh, from our playoff previews, the the Cavs minus one and a half will not come through, which uh, doesn't work out. And no free picks for today, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, we don't want to force anything out. I do have uh, two series bets ready to go for the second round um, on, on both the series. I have a bet ready to give out to you guys if you want a tail i'm not sure if pips is anything but i would just if you see me looking over i'm looking at my second monitor at these prices here so stick around for for that portion of the stream as well and fire away any questions that you guys have here atc i like this um yeah karis was was treating himself like he's kobe out there taking on every shot possible I, this is good one i actually that's totally how he, he says guys who th think they are kobe not named kobe karis that is all yes uh, all right, let's move into a, a reaction to the Miami game against the Bucks. So, wow, uh, were we wrong about this one? We said that the Bucks would still win in six with or without Giannis. Well, they had Giannis for two straight games, whether or not he's fully healthy. I mean, he was playing. If you're playing, you're healthy. If you're playing, you're healthy. They lose in five to the Miami Heat. And they were up by, I think it was 16 after three quarters they were up. And it just looked like they had full control of the game. Once again, two games in a row, it looks like they're in full control. But Miami, in the late game situations, just everything dropped for them. There was that Gabe Vincent three. There was the Jimmy Butler, like, with half a second left, falling back, hitting a shot. What a crazy game. And Miami are in the second round and got to feel like they can, they can go to the conference finals. Uh, where did this series go wrong? 
for the Milwaukee Bucks that the champion favorite loses in five games? I'll just say so many unlogical un- things from Mike Badenholzer. So I can name at least five. First off, elimination game, you had Giannis and Middleton play 35 and 36 minutes. Elimination and game. comment right here from, from Nathan is saying it. elimination yeah. game playing that, regular season minutes. I'll, but that's the thing from like last five seasons, every time he just won the one championship and that because they were their awesome team. That's it. Like he was doing it all the time. I was praying before that championship win for them to get fired, for him to get fired because I love Giannis. I love Drew Holiday. I love Brooke Lopez. I love Chris Middleton. They are great guys. You, you can't hate on that team, but I can hate on their coach. So first minutes. Second one, you are completely getting killed by Jimmy Butler and you don't make any adjustment. You just let him drop coverage, single coverage, let him score 50. Why in the world will you let him score 50 when other guys on, the, on their team are like role players? There is no hero. Bema Debar is not scoring well. Double Jimmy Butler every possession, every drive, and live with everything others making shot. Like who, who who will get like I don't know. If you get beaten by Kyle Lowry in elimination game, you live with it. But if you get beaten two games in a row by Jimmy Butler alone, what's going on there? Like yeah. okay, you are playing drop coverage for most of the time. Adjust when it's not working. So that's the thing. Third third thing. Why don't you use Brook Lopez? Like, it's insane. He was guarding by guards in the post, and they will completely ignore him. They will run some, I don't know what they were running. That's fourth thing. Why don't you put Giannis on, on Butler? Yeah, I can't believe they never came to that. And Giannis said he wanted it. Like, like Giannis said, I wanted to guard Jimmy Butler, but coach didn't want me to do that. Mm-hmm. He was furious. Like, he was throwing Mike under the bus after the game, which is not something Giannis usually do. But he, everything he said was, I wanted this and coaching didn't allow me. And everything he said made sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's it. And also, Drew Holiday was primarily defender on, 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 on Butler. You, you should be okay with that. But if it's not working, you need to Try something else. Either Giannis, either double teams, either help on the nail like Raptors do something. And he didn't do anything. He just let it run. Yeah. And yeah, so many things. Didn't call timeout. Didn't like I don't I don't remember the series when you could just go on and on and on only about the coach in the playoffs game on such a talented team. They gave five, four or five picks for Crowder. What was, what was his role? Like, mm-hmm. nothing. Just, no, I, this is just absurd from, from coaching stuff from, from the Bucks. Also, okay, Yanis didn't have a terrible four quarter. That, that's, that, I think everyone can agree with that. But it happens. You were up 16. You, can, you need to live with it. You need to find a way to score. And their offense wasn't like it was terrible, terrible decision making. 
And they didn't run anything. They just went from some low efficiency stuff. That's yeah. I, I'm just I just this is not the first time I'm this frustrated with Mike. And I love this Bucks team, and I would love them to win the championship. And I just hope they fire Mike and get some. I will get like even Nick Nurse get get someone else. Like at least give this team a chance with another coach, another way of playing, because this is a very structured way of playing with no adjustments at all. And I think this team, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis, is the best team in the league with everything. With when you look at the rosters, this is the best team in the league. And to lose in the first round against Hero less Miami, that was the worst offense in the league in the regular season. And they are the second best offense in the playoffs against the best defense. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah outplayed. Outplayed. Not, outplayed him. Not much I really need to uh, to say. I mean, you covered it all here. Uh, I do. I am interested in your thoughts on Budenholzer's job and Bickerstaff's job. Do you think either of these coaches will be fired before next season? I hope so. Mm-hmm. For both. Because Cows and Bucks are, um, for me, very likable teams with their players. I love Darius Garland. I love Donovan Mitchell. And as I said, love most of these guys on the Bucks team. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the interview for Giannis where he's, he was asked, is this a failure? I, I loved his response. Of course, yeah. That's very, very mature and... I, I love Giannis. When uh, people hate on him because he's like a running dunk player for, for for the public, but being running and dunk guy and being able to do so much is, is unbelievable. And yeah, I'm a huge fan of Giannis. All right. Well, um, I mean, the Bucks will be back. I don't know if Budenholzer will be back with them. I think for both coach, yeah, I think both coaches really, really got found out in the playoffs and. Like I just a guy like Nick like, Nurse available, I think would be a good option for both. One thing, my Rockets got Ime Udoka. Yeah, and that's huge because Bucks will need no new coach probably. Cows need a new coach. Raptors need a new coach, and we got probably the best one of the of the market, and that's huge. Yeah, I, I was saying on my YouTube channel that uh, I think the Rockets acted very fast when the Raptors fired Nurse to make sure they got Udoka before anybody else did. Yeah, Giannis missing the free throws definitely didn't help. Um, <laughs> definitely not. But they actually said something interesting on the broadcast. As much as like he needs to hit more, him getting fouled a lot is also creating more for his teammates and bonus situations and things like that. So like, obviously, he's, he's got to improve that. But They, they fouled out everyone. Yeah, I like Love and Kyle Lowry. All exactly. three players follow. <laughs> like, yeah, if if Nick Nurse is the Bucks coach, Giannis is not playing 36 minutes. He is definitely getting <laughs> 46. 48. 46, yeah. yeah. He comes yeah. off. As soon as he comes off, okay, you ready to go back in? That that would be Nick Nurse. And maybe there's a, a good middle but that, that Giannis should be playing, but I think he should be playing too much rather than too little in an elimination, elimination game. game as as well. Uh, so that's that's crazy. All right, we're going to preview tonight's game six between the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics here. Then we're going to get into our playoff series previews. So, uh, Pips, a little bit of a fan of the Atlanta Hawks here. Let's check in on the lines for this game before uh, we discuss it. So, 
for the game in terms of what you're what you can come to expect we have the spread at just about six and a half or seven here the over under is set in the low 230s um this is definitely the hawks in an uphill battle DeJounte Murray is back from suspension. Pips may say that they're better off maybe not using DeJounte Murray here. But what are you expecting to see from this game? And what do the Hawks need to do to force a game seven? Uh, Boston will come into this game very aggressive, firing like 110% in. And Hawks just need to stick around. They they just need to keep it under 10 because they will be behind first half for me, but they just need to keep it around in four quarter, last five to six minutes, wait for Boston to start doing terrible offense, go into the terrible isolations, and then then you can do damage. It's, that's the complete, the, the, exactly what happened in the game, in the game two and the game uh, five. And yeah, I, I just, they just need to stick around, don't give up, battle, battle for every possession, You'll probably be down because this Boston Celtic team is more talented. That's 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 huge difference. But they just need to stick around because last five to six minutes, if they if the game is single digits, half can win. Because I trust Trey Young more than any player on the Celtics to make the right decision. Like he can create a good offense by himself, and Tatum will just like he did in the last game. Force contested threes, force stupid. Like, but when Celtics move the ball, they are unstoppable. And then last five to six minutes, they just stop and go for isolation and to brush crazy, 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 crazy stuff from. And Mazula didn't do much, didn't call timeouts. We talk about it already. And yeah, my hope is just stay in the game as much as you can. And then late into the game, you have a chance. That's my thing with, with the Hawks here. Because, yeah, I don't think Tatum is shooting one from ten from three in this game as he did in the last one. But just try to stick around as much as you can. And then late into the game, if they are done six, I think they have a great chance to, to, to win this. So just they are playing at home. So it will be fired up. Yeah, the John Ten back can be means less minutes for Bogdan Bogdanovic, and I'm not a huge fan of it because he opens the game for Trey Young better than the John Temare. But we all need to pray for one good game for for the John Temare in this in this spot. And yeah, I just hope. I I, I think Hawks get the chance, but they need to just. I I don't know if you watched the late game of this, but. It was kind of absurd that it was uh, one possession game and Hawks were just what needed to defend to win the game. And then left Trey Young in the game with like 10 seconds, mm. 15 seconds left. That, and why they, they were attacking Trey Young and scored. That was very poor decision for coaching staff. I was amazed. I, I, when I saw him on the floor, I knew they are going to attack Trey Young and score because Trey, Trey Young can stay in front of no one. And they exactly do that. Did that? Went to throw without Derek White. He got to the line, and they were they were lucky to win at the end because and they had good situation. So you are up, ten seconds left, and you just need to defend, and then you put Trey Young on the floor. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And even if you they score, you call time timeout, and you can put him back in the game. 
So, so that was, I, I hope we don't see anything like this uh, today, but yeah. Uh, yeah. All, all, all that makes sense. Um, what do you think about this game is making it difficult to bet? There's a request to maybe make an SGP with some leans on this game. We won't make anything official for this game, but what, what are you looking to see or what would you want to see for, from a betting perspective, any leans that you have for this game? So Derek White probably lower points line because I don't think they play much smart tonight. Mm-hmm. And that will make Trae Young guard Derek White more. Right. Then uh, Sadiq Bey played great, but with Dijonte uh, Murray back, he'll lose minutes and nothing there. Uh, I don't know, actually. That's why I don't have the bet for this game. John Collins could have a great game. He had a great game in, in the game five. Uh, they are leaving him wide open from three. They don't even try to defend him when he's on the three-point line because he can make anything. But he made, actually, after the all break, he's shooting 36%. So that's kind of good. But on the season, he's still 29%. But he got better with season going. So that's maybe some spot that's a bit underrated. So John Collins is 10 and a half. So I lean him over. I lean Triangle over assist on alternative line. It's 7.5. Me, I will take the over. I'll take over his points probably on some lower lines, but it's difficult when the Jontes is back. So I don't know how it, how it's going to look with the Jonte being back. Maybe some higher line for, for Capella. I guess under points like 12 and a half under so yeah Derek white lower line over points triangle over and lower line and points on assists capella under higher line points and maybe john collins over on on, on, on 10 plus points for example may will make the sense and i think this will be probably like plus 400 or 500 combined so yeah i think that makes sense, maybe. Maybe I think to go, where, where, where to go in tonight. But as I said, no official bet because some lines that I like are heavy juice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Like we said earlier, I don't want to uh, ruin, ruin the good bets that I made with some bad bets. So uh, we'll, we'll stay on that for tonight. But let's hopefully get some stuff in for the playoff second round we have the nuggets and suns confirmed in for a series we have the Knicks and heat confirmed in for a series so uh what what series do you want to start with here to to help the start breakdown so let's go to the to the phoenix suns and denver that's that's such an interesting like my mind is just i can guys i i like spent one hour about thinking about this game and still didn't came up with who will guard who what will they do what's the thing like it's absurd it's yeah. so so difficult to, to all right go. so i'll pull up the series lines here uh on DraftKings, we have the phoenix suns at minus 140 for this series denver at plus 120 uh plus 120 is the best i found on denver uh if you have can be books like barstool bet rivers unibet etc phoenix are at minus 121 that's the best i found on phoenix so it's the expectation here is that Phoenix are going to be are, are the favorites, even though they are the lower seed, even though they're going to have to be playing away from home in most of the games or at least the first two games. It doesn't go all the way to seven. 
but the perception is that Phoenix are the better team. So you were a little bit critical of the Suns going into the first round. The Clippers did not have the players healthy to exploit that. Do you think Denver have the capability of exploiting the Phoenix Suns here? It's kind of difficult because Jokic is defending the pick and rolls and, and that's so much experience on the Suns team. Like they are okay, they don't have the volume, they don't have the good shot distribution, but so much experience to attack Nikola Jokic in every possession. And when you attack Nikola Jokic in every possession and make him run defense like crazy, what kind of Nikola Jokic are we getting on the other side of the court? Mm-hmm. That could be a thing. So. I think Phoenix Suns being a slight favorite here are actually makes sense. Yeah. But with everything I saw against the Clippers, I'm not huge on they played everyone 44 minutes. They had crazy scoring games from KD, Booker, and even Chris Paul. Paul George was out, Kawhi Leonard was out, and every game was close. The the they so this game, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Jokic, that's great offense. But how how are they how they are how are they going to defend against this team is, is kind of interesting. I wouldn't be well, so the thing is you can play Jokic in drop coverage and let them shoot mid-range and leave it. But they are so good shooting mid-range and you don't have any like great point of attack. what do, who is going to defend Kevin Durant mm-hmm. Aaron, Aaron, Gordon. Aaron Gordon so I don't know that doesn't sound like a great idea yeah, yeah. I would actually think maybe you put Jokic on Tori Craig you put Gordon on the under item. You put Michael Port and Junior KD, it's what it is, but he has size. He has size. Yeah. To contest. So you just hope he can contest KD and that's it. So what you're going to do with this is let Jokic not being involved in so many pick and rolls. And I think that's the thing that could probably work the best for for the for the for this team for the for the Denver. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. If you put Jokic on the Aton, they'll just play pick and roll every single possession, get Jokic involved on every possession. And if he drops KD, Booker, Aton, everyone will have wide open mid-range and they will shoot it like entire game. So I, 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 it's, it's so many combinations that Denver can't try in this game. And I don't know if ever, if ever, if, any any of these will work, but I'll be interesting in Tori Craig on Jokic on Tori Craig in this series. Like yeah, yeah. I I think that's probably the move. And I, I don't uh, I I don't think they can afford to not have Aaron Gordon on KD. I I just as much as Michael Porter Jr. has the size there, I'm not sure. I I feel like if I'm I feel like I got to start out at least with Aaron Gordon on Kevin Durant. Yeah, they probably start with Jokic and drop coverage and all. Yeah, just yeah. 
kind of daring them to shoot a lot in mid-range, and then they're hoping to make up, I think, was threes on the other end. But as much as we're saying Denver will struggle to defend Phoenix, I think Phoenix are going to struggle to defend Denver as well. Um, I I think Jokic matches up pretty well in this series with DeAndre Ayton, and I think the outside shooting the Nuggets have is going to be problematic for the Phoenix Suns here. They have better depth. They're going to be at home for for the first two games as well, uh, which is a big deal, big home court advantage for Denver. So I don't, I don't think this is, I think the, the odds are that are favoring the Suns. uh, That makes sense to me, but um, I I don't think this is a straightforward series for the Suns either. Yeah, that's, I think Jokic will have a great series here on offense. They'll probably be just single cover by Aiton. And if Aiton isn't that involved, he'll have problems on the, with Jokic on defensive end. I right, think the so- Booker I think the Booker is the most important part of this series. Yeah. He's just out of the world in the, in the first series. And so why did Booker had such a great series? Because KD was next to him in the corner and they couldn't help of him. Yeah. And, and he was playing one on one. So if you put Mitchell in the same spot, he'll average 35 also a game. So that's the difference. Like everyone said, like I saw on Twitter, like saying people saying, oh, David Booker did the job and Mitchell did terrible. Okay, switch them. Same result. That's that, that's the narrative. Like, you can remember the series Utah Jazz against the Denver Nuggets, where and Michael Porter, Mike, uh, Jamal Murray, and Mitchell had crazy series. Yeah, yeah. That's because point of attack defense was terrible, and they were against drop coverage, wide open three shots and mid range entire game. And that's the like, if, if you put any player good scorer like them in that area, everyone will look like prime Michael Jordan. In that kind of matchup, so these narratives are like it's you need context, a lot of context. So everyone said Booker amazing series, Donald Mitchell terrible series, and that's because no, without context, that's true. But putting context, why is that happening? It, it's easy. Like you just switch them, and they'll do probably the same on both side because. So having KD next to you is just opens up the game for you like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right on that. Um, Okay, with that, let's move into the next series. We have the Knicks and the Heat. Nobody thought the Heat would be here, but definitely within a shout of winning this series and taking it over the New York Knicks. So uh trying to find where i saw the best prices best price on the miami heat that i found was plus 130 at caesars as far as the miami heat in this series the best price that i found i'm oh, sorry best price in the knicks that i found i think i saw a minus 130 yeah minus 130 which you can get at uh can be books so bet rivers barstool etc that's the best spot i believe i found that you can get the new york knicks in this series so uh, Knicks home seed, the four seed, they're favored here. Similar, favored maybe by slightly more than the Suns over the Nuggets. But what do you make of this series on the surface, and who do you expect to come out on top? 
So this is this will be the complete opposite of the series we saw from the Cavs and from the Bucks, because these teams will heavily adjust. Jalen Brunson will be blitz double team <laughs> like crazy in this series. So it will be down to RJ Barrett to continue his great play of late, which is uh, it's kind of surprising. It will be down to it will be huge that Grimes can play in this series because they need his shooting against the Miami double team in blitzing on, on Brunson. I think Randall being out maybe even helps the the, the Knicks. Uh, Obi Toppin was great, great in, against against the against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So it will all be down to defense, 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 and, and three point shooting. And uh, you can't predict that. I think this is like 50-50 matchup, and makes sense. Maybe a bit more on the Knicks, more talent. So Miami Heat has the best player in the series. But overall, I think more talent is on the Knicks side with Josh Hart, with Kirk Quickly, with Edge Barrett starting to play, Mitchell Robinson, Hartenstein, Grimes, Topping, Branson. Like they are a bit deeper. But Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah. So it will be interesting how they defend Jimmy Butler. But I don't think he will be getting to the paint. At- <laughs> Much in this series, they will probably just so underrated part of the Knicks is Mitchell Robinson being unbelievable. He just killing on the glass, and his defense was awesome. So, good luck driving on and tucking the rim with when he's up there. So, yeah, I'd say just no value in betting either side from my perspective because I think that's 50 50 matchup. Makes sense. Um, I'll give my perspective on these now. So, um, well, the Miami Heat, well, as far as the series, looking at it on the surface, Miami shot 45% from three in the five games against the Bucks. We said they're not going to sustain that. Well, they sustained it. Part of that is, hey, man, they're making shots. Part of that is Budaholes are not really making those adjustments. Thibodeau definitely going to come make some adjustments to this one. But Miami, as much as, you know, they... I don't rate this Miami team, but I also don't really rate this New York team very highly. So I'm interested in the Miami side of this. Uh, I'm also interested in the Nuggets side of uh, that series. So uh, as far as prices go, I have the prices up. I'll put up the prices here that I think are the minimum you could possibly take these teams at. So for the Knicks, this is just this is just my opinion, guys, completely. Um, so take it for what it is. Uh, but I think you need minus 127 or better to bet the Knicks, plus 128 or better to bet the Heat, minus 119 or better to bet the Suns, and plus 120 or better to bet the Denver Nuggets. So that's what I would make these series looking across sharper books and just based off my perception of how these should go down. So those are the prices I would say. Like if you're not getting better than that, you should probably stay away from the series. You know, uh, everybody has different ways to handicap, but that's my perspective. So keeping that in mind, um, I am definitely interested in taking the plus 130, and I will be taking the plus 130 on the Miami Heat to win this series. I was hoping the Knicks would be 
overrated it enough that like I can not overrate it, but praise enough that I could take the Miami Heat in this series. And plus one thirty is something that I'm comfortable with. I'm I'm a little bit less confident in the plus one twenty on the Denver Nuggets. I might go half unit on that one, but I, I definitely think Miami plus one thirty is is good enough to bet. So that's at Caesars plus one twenty on the Nuggets is available. DraftKings, MGM, and FanDuel. Uh, uh, again, not as sold on that one, but I think that is still good enough to bet if you guys feel strongly on either of those sides. That's just my perception on that one. But um, I think Miami, I think Miami can still do a lot of damage to this New York Knicks team. I'm not completely sold on them. I think they have the three point shooting to exploit the way the Knicks played in round one. Cleveland absolutely. <laughs> did not exploit with the three-point shooting. And if they're doing that, like as much as the interior defense is is great, Mr. Robinson was phenomenal against the Cavaliers. Um, I, I don't think Miami are going to have as many problems, nearly as many problems as the Cavaliers did in terms of just putting the ball in the basket. Jimmy Butler is a reason why, along with the shooting into that matchup. Uh, what, what do you think about those numbers that I put up? When I said it's 50-50 matchup, so if you are getting plus 130, that makes sense. <laughs> I think Knicks are a better team, I, but you, you just need to win. It's Jimmy Butler, so you need to give some... I would say it was like 55 to 45, but then you add the Jimmy Butler can go crazy every game, and you just have 50-50 series from, from my side. Yeah, that shooting is unsustainable in the, from by the in the game against for the sure. Knicks. Yeah, but they don't need to go forty five. Like yeah, if they yeah, go against yeah. the Knicks, you know, like high, mid Knicks to high thirties. Knicks offense is not box offense. That's for sure. Spurster will do great as always. He's mm-hmm. amazing coach, so I trust him. I that's the thing. I trust Butter and Spurster. I think Knicks are better team. But I trust Polster and, uh, and Butler, so I think that's fair to bet plus one trade. Other, 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 other matchup. I don't have anything to say. That I don't know. I need to see game one. I, I don't have any idea. They played twice in the last two weeks of the season, and Jokic was out in both games. So, and still, Phoenix Suns had troubles with Jokic out. So. They, they were trying to rest their players and they still end up playing out this check. I think that was some huge game uh, without Jokic. They went through that. Yeah, they were trying to rest players and they played KD 41 minutes and won by four in that game. So without Jokic at home, that's absurd. Yeah, it's a regular season game, but that it matters. Not as much, but still, they were playing Bruce Brown, <laughs> Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan, Brown, Eve Smith, and it was a close game. Mm-hmm. So maybe Mike Malone, Malone did do know something. I didn't watch that game, for, to be honest. I, I, I thought that would be like a blowout. But it seems like Pink Suns, with all that mid-range shooting, can't blow out anyone. So maybe... Betting Denver to stay close in every game with second parlay with something could be a move. All right. So interesting food for thought for all the playoffs, I hope, for the game six tonight and for these two uh, second round series that we have confirmed as well. Uh, 
Hopefully tomorrow we have a much better slate to work with and we can get some free picks specifically for the night slate. But uh, won't be uh, we won't lock it in on the show account. But if you guys want to track my wages specifically, I track publicly on Bedstep at uh, the username you see on screen here at Jacob underscore Gamenia. Uh, I am going to bet this Miami plus 130. I will officially make that for myself if anybody's interested. Feel free to look in on that based on the reasoning from this. And for me, it's mostly price-based. 130 is is a good price for the for the Heat in this series. But that wraps it up from our show today. If you guys did enjoy, please make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the Board YouTube channel for more content like this. If you're listening in podcast form, please rate. take a minute to rate and review five stars. It does make a difference to our brand. It does help us out. Uh, let's see what's on. What What is the schedule like tomorrow? Tomorrow we have two games, so hopefully we have something of, of free picks for the night slate to round off our week but we appreciate you guys once again tuning into pick and roll me and Pitts will be back here tomorrow at the same time hopefully with better stuff for the night slate we'll see you then